Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, thanks. Except for all this poison oak I got, or poison ivy something. Oh, you did? I did. When, when did that happen? Well, I was tempted by some blackberries uh, last week sometime. Why, why they got to be black, though? I don't know, right? That's just what I grow, I guess. <laughs> I went down and picked them and got all scratched up and got poison oak. That Well, that should show you that you're not supposed to intermingle the races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing tonight. We're starting right off the bat. Um. This is totally not in our notes, so I know I'm going to make you freak out right off the bat. You know what I watched right before we sat down to do the show? No. I watched the documentary, What We Left Behind, which was the documentary about Deep Space Nine. Oh, no, I didn't. I have yeah. to see that. And, I didn't even and know that existed. Not only, first of all, it's, it's awesome. And I, second well, of all... Yeah. Yeah, this is this is just what it is, really. It's an opportunity for us to remind the audience that Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek series. Yes. No, it's the best. No, it's the best. They actually do an excellent job of laying out the case of why Deep Space Nine is the best in the documentary by the characters and writers and actors and all that stuff. The, I'll tell you they participated in it. Well, I'll tell you the single reason why it is the best. It has the best characters. There's this there's this very interesting line in the documentary where one of these guys, like this, you know, big big shot writer or whatever for CBS or something, was saying that the plot doesn't matter. The plot is just a device to unveil the characters. characters. Yeah. And I, I mean, was like It does have two of my favorite characters on it. Cork, Cork and, and Garrett. Yeah. Garrick too. Je yeah, I love Jadzia. And Garrick was amazing. Shut up. You just don't like women. <laughs> it's women. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I told you right before we got started that all I've been posting on Twitter, like sometimes I'll go in like these 24, 48 hour kind of like tests. I'll see like, I wonder, you know, I posted something incredibly right. brilliant. No one gave a shit. I'm going to post kittens and we'll see how many likes and retweets right. the kittens get. The last day or so, it was, I'm going to post anti-woman hate speech. And you know what? It's gotten a lot of play. It's, it's done really well. Yeah. But, I mean, the, surprised. I mean, the reason that is, though, is because there's not actually any women on the internet. So. Yeah, or any men that women would sleep with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, you know, funny enough, one of the threads that people were commenting on was exactly talking about women not meeting their needs to wifely duties wifely duties yeah <laughs> boy this has really gotten sidetracked big time hasn't it <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I, this this is something awesome that happened in the past week that that we shared in the private facebook group that that i wanted to share on the show so you might remember from a few weeks ago, we had a little clip from the monologue that was talking about Ted Cruz and his special little speech to his to his invisible flag god. There it is right there. Okay, Ted Cruz. <laughs> but if you haven't checked out that clip, you should do so. But when you do, you should yeah. go you should go check it out on YouTube and then look in the YouTube comments. 
There was these comments left by this guy. Check this out right here. This is a guy named Kevin Kevin Costix so or whatever. Costic. Kevin K. The KKK, he says, <laughs> your production value is too high for your level of subscribers. Fed or rich parents? Question <laughs> mark. Seriously, riddle me this. Where does your money come from? By the way, just uh. Oh, oh to you. Look at his little smug, stupid face. Now, you, Kevin. Now, in all fairness to Kevin, he had a fourth comment that just got caught by the censors that where it said, you know what? F Ted Cruz. So he so now. Okay, so there you go. So he so he hates Ted Cruz, which is the correct position. Yes. But it was it was probably the best backhanded compliment we've ever received on the show. It really is. And so. So I shared that I shared that with our folks in the private group and, and the immediate response was because, of course, if anyone is controlled opposition, right. it's, it's too late with Alan Mosley. <laughs> That's right. Now we're doing a piss poor job. I can tell you that. I got that. I got that Fed money. That's what I got. Right. What are you what, pay like they used to? What are you what are you going to do with your FBI money, Sherry? Hmm, I'm going to buy a sweatshop full of brown children to make me clothes and make me wealthy. Now, hold on to that. We have a viewer mail question very similar to that. So you just hold oh. on to that. All right. In, in all fairness, it's not that we're racist. It's that our audience is racist. And right. so we're just giving them what they want. That's what a, that's, right. that's just that's just what a good sh produced show would do that's what just we're just on the pipeline we're one stop on the libertarian to alt-right pipeline pipeline don't <laughs> this, you know this is the stop <laughs> this is the last stop before oh, God. yeah <laughs> oh help us okay so right before we were getting ready to do the show I, I i had my little notes together and all that and i thought i you know i've gotten into this weekly habit of i'll take one last sort of stab at going out into the community looking at the news talking to people saying hey what, what would you like to hear on the show this week i'm trying i'm trying to be like i'm trying to provide good customer service here right i'm saying hey what would you like to hear on the show this week right and uh a couple of my friends has said hey you should talk about hashtag free britney you should talk about britney spears it's just like the kind of thing you got like to get into <laughs> yeah that's 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 me right there that's me and that's exactly what you expect the like 25 to 44 white male demographic to want. They want more Britney Spears. So, so anyway, do we have a picture of Britney Spears? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, that's not, that's not Britney. Oh. Whoever that is, is getting ready to give birth to Britney Spears. <laughs> that is true. I tell you on a, on a totally random side note. So that was, that was uber fat Jessica Simpson, as opposed to moderately obese. Jeff. Yeah. I know she is pregnant, but she's, She's had some, she's had some trials and tribulations, if you mm. will, with, with weight. Girl, um, I feel her. I feel like things really went wrong for Jessica Simpson when she fucked around with John Mayer. I, 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 yes. I okay. Think things generally go wrong, wrong for women who fuck around with John Mayer. All right. Yeah. So do we have a real picture of Brittany? Yeah, that's her right there. And so. She looks like my sister and they both look fucking crazy. Like. <laughs> Does does your sister have like a hundred million dollars we could borrow? I said she looks like her, not she oh, is like okay. her. But I wish I would totally ask. So <laughs> I I don't really want to get into a lot of the details about the whole Britney thing because like that's a whole that, yeah. like, that's a whole show unto itself. 
But I know, I know that a lot of the issues kind of spring from, of course, you know, she's been living under this conservatorship that's run by her family, primarily her father, uh, uh, James, James Spears. They call him Jamie Spears. Do we have a picture of Jamie Spears? Yeah, that's him. Uh, and uh, I mean, if the shoe fits. Um, the armor but, fits. Yeah, but the armor fits. I, I really should have gotten a picture of Tywin and Cersei because that actually works pretty well oh, for this situation. It really does. Yeah. Mm. Um, Missed but, opportunity. But for for my for my friend Brad, who was actually the person who had suggested this topic, Brad, this is this is for you. Is, is he had said something that I thought was really brilliant when he was saying, "Hey, you should talk about Britney Spears." And his take was, you know, when you look at the system, and goodness knows we talk about the injustice system on this program all yes. the time. But when you look at the system and you look at conservatorships in particular mm-hmm. um, and, and the power that judges have, um, the, the takeaway there is that any one of us could be one bad court date away from living the nightmare she's living right now. Correct. We really could. Yes. yes. Um, Absolutely. And, and my response was, without getting into a lot of the details of her case in particular, is this this is something that could apply to a lot of cases and but also could apply to a lot of things in life which is there's a difference between dealing with it versus addressing a problem mm-hmm. her father jamie spears is dealing with her they're not addressing yes. and solving her concerns they're dealing with her mm-hmm. and so now, obviously, in the process of, of, of James Spears dealing with his daughter, Brittany, uh, of course, I know a lot of the heat is they're sort of tidily uh, padding their bank accounts as they do it. You know, she's exactly. worth he's not worth that money. She's worth that money. Right. But he's he's drawing something like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars salary or for being her manager or conservator. But you also know that they basically just have the money to hire people to take care of a lot of things. And so it makes mm-hmm. you kind of just wonder out loud, well, why are you in your kin drawing all that money off of her then? Like, right. like let's, let's be real here. And so I know that that's where a lot of the, the controversy comes from as well. Um, but it's, it's not just that that's a very self-serving approach, but it's also that that, Obviously, because she's been in this situation for so many years, that approach doesn't really have any particular end game, right? Like there's no, right. there's no end in sight for her. There's no line where you say, okay, well, things are better now. Off you go then. You're, you're free to live your life and right. see your kids and all that stuff. No light. And- yeah, there's no light, and they're not, and they're not, and there, there's, a, there doesn't seem to be any attempt at reaching that. Like there, that's not even on the table. Um, and so when they're when they're not really even moving towards any particular goal for her, then obviously her actual well-being is basically just irrelevant to them. Now, maybe I'm being harsh. I don't know these people. And that's one of the main reasons why this hasn't really been a topic of conversation. I don't know these people. Mm -hmm. Um, But it certainly seems from a distance that they don't have her best interests at heart. Right. But on the other hand, when you're actually addressing a problem and you're and you're looking to find solutions to things, because because a solution also comes with finality. Right. Like you solve a problem and then you move on. But by the very nature of that approach, you it's it's about prioritizing, empowering that individual Mm -hmm. to pick themselves back up 
and carry on because, because I mean, she's a lot younger than her dad. So if, if, if no one ends the fed, then she's going to be alive a lot longer than he is. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so she needs to be empowered to carry on with her life, not just taken care of or dealt with forever. Right. Um, and that made me actually then, I don't know why it popped into my head, but that then made me think about secession. And I know that that might seem mm -hmm. like a really weird jump, but it made me think about secession and it made me think about how the idea of secession isn't just one group, say, becoming two groups or even three or four or five, six groups. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just necessarily mean that those, then those subgroups become smaller subgroups. You can take the idea of secession all the way down to the individual level. And that's and that's something that Brittany probably could use a little bit of right now. Yeah, the court, the courts be damned. But we're gonna get to that later in tonight's episode. We're gonna be right back with the meet with the week and the viewer mail right after this. Don't go away. You know what I like most about the Tenth Amendment Center commercial is that the if, music? You if you changed the music to something really upbeat and positive and you added exclamation marks and smiley faces, it would make it sound like all those things were good things. <laughs> like, right. like, because the like the normies like the who watch were saying it. <laughs> yeah, the normies who watch NBC and CNN, they're like, oh, the left and right are in it together. Oh, that's right. lovely bipartisanship. Bipartisanship. <laughs> Yay. Hey, uh, hey, Sherry. Yes. What time is it? Meme of the week. When you accuse Cuba of human <laughs> rights abuses, but you also run a torture camp from there. <laughs> it, you know, it's that's one of those things that's just been completely forgotten. Like, yeah. I, it's yeah. it's. That meme is such a good meme, not just because Cuba is in the news right now, but also right. because I, I actually just had a conversation with my folks the other day, and somehow or another, Guantanamo Bay came up in the conversation. Probably had something to do with, You were with, threatening like, them. <laughs> well, it, it, was, it was me doing my typical joke of, oh, I said an unapproved thing, off to Guantanamo. Oh. Um, but I it just... maybe as a Fed, you were t threatening to send them there since you're a Fed. So. Yeah, since I'm a Fed, that's right. <laughs> I... But anyway, you know what? I'll sell out to pretty much anybody except for the feds, I think. Yeah, yeah. If I could get one of the big tech companies that are totally private. <gasps> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So so here's the thing is that I had said to them, you know, that was opened, obviously, at the onset of the war on terror. And everyone, like, talk about George, forgetting things. Nobody even remembers George W. Bush. Mm. But Obama ran on a platform of, oh, we're going to close that. Right. And then he had eight years as a Democrat, 
Yeah. And then you had Trump for another four years of a Republican. And now we're back to another term of Democrats. And I'll be damned. Still open. Kind of like kind of like that abortion issue, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that That's right. Guantanamo should be aborted. Yeah. Now there's some abortion we can agree on. <laughs> let's uh, speaking of things we can agree on. Let's answer some viewer mail. Right. It's so intense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. It looks like some secession was happening, though. It was. Um, all right. First question is: uh, Adam Sakosin writes, uh, "Dear Alan and Sherry, uh, after running over dogs, do you fix your uh, car yourself or take it to a shop?" <laughs> um, <laughs> I have never hit a dog. Thank yeah. God. Me either. I've never hit a dog. I, I've hit, I mean, I've probably hit seven or 800 possum out here. Yeah. You know, armadillos and whatnot. But I, I have never hit a dog. I'm really glad I've never hit a dog. Mm-hmm. Or a cat. Dogs. Yeah. I've never hit a family pet. We'll put it that way. Nice. Uh, unless one of those possum was the family pet in that Uh-oh. case. <laughs> I've never, I've, I've definitely never hit something that was so tremendous that it needed repairs for the vehicle. Right. So more than just like the hose, hosing off the car a little bit. <laughs> just, just hose it off. Uh, Ryan Seifert writes, dear Alan and Sherry, what flavor ice cream were you eating when you ran over your pedo teacher's dog? <laughs> so. Just so for folks at home, there there is there's a reason there there's a setup for these questions. It would take like the whole rest of the show. Yeah. To get you have into to go this. in the community group, join the you community gotta, group, and you can see the jokes. You got to go to Facebook.com/slash Alan Mosley TV. You gotta you gotta like the page, and then you have to ask to join the private community group because I went underground. Like I mm. now we do the 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 funny bits and the viewer mail. It always happens in the private group. So. Okay. You got to go join the private group to understand what in God's name Brian is talking about. Um, I'm just going to assume Ryan asked what your favorite flavor is. And I'm just, I'm just going to say like peanut butter cup, whatever. Mm, Strawberry cheesecake from Mayfield. That's mine. Wow. It's so fancy. So So fancy. Here's your one chance. Fancy. Don't (laughs) Don't let me down. (laughs) I love how you couldn't resist singing it. You could, like I was doing a dramatic reading of Fancy, but you, you couldn't. Oh, stop. I do a great Reba impression. My kids hate it. I sing. I've sang that song to them so many times just to, to annoy them. Anyways, continue with your show. All right. <laughs> I I couldn't imagine your lovely children hating anything you do. Um, Jeannie Carroll writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, thoughts on the California special election." Um, now I've warned Jeannie before already that we don't Ah. do political stuff in the viewer mail, but I'm going to, I'm going to answer her question. And the answer is, is I just, God, I couldn't imagine caring what happens in California. (laughs) Did it float up to the sea? That's when we'll have something to say about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very, very biblical, I think. (laughs) Oh, so I was talking to one of our religious friends recently, and I'm not going to name who uh, it is. I can guess who. But I had said to this person, like, what's that story, uh, the binding of Isaac or whatever, where 
God tells Abraham, you should, you should just go kill your son. And Abraham's like, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> and so, and so he's going to go do it. And then God's like, nah, it'll be fine. You know, don't nah, do that. Boy. Um, and Abraham's like, okay, I was going to, but all right. Um, did that, did Abraham violate the nap with Isaac? Well, he didn't actually kill him, but. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was going to, he, he certainly threatened him. to yeah. do. I mean, do we have to talk about it? <laughs> Checkmate Christians. Wild <laughs> <laughs> Rio writes, this is just, this is why we can't have nice things on this yeah, show. Exactly. Is, is, is I put together these, these very, the I put why. together like 17 pages of show notes for the serious segments, but we're like, we're running up into the final, final commercial break by the time we get through the goddamn viewer mail. <laughs> See? But that's about the devil. Get thee well, behind me, Alan. Well, Dario writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, do dogs really not know that bacon strips aren't bacon? <laughs> I, now, uh, Lyle wasn't even a part of those previous questions. He somehow yeah. meandered his way into it. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. Just He gets it. He gets it. You know what? On second thought, don't join the community group. It's, tis a silly place. Don't tis don't do it. Place. There's spankings everywhere. So I think they physically do know that bacon strips aren't bacon, but dogs are like just little scavenger sobs. They're just right. you're gonna eat it. Right. The yeah. real question is, do they care? And I think the answer is no. Yeah. Well, it's the Homer Simpson. Just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ryan Seifert writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, can you beatbox? Um, oh. Okay. Bismarck, you just died too. You just it fucking interrupted me. What's wrong with you? Okay. Um, no. You know what? No. There you go. <laughs> but I think you can if you want to. No. Um, Adam Sokosin writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, do you like Tang? Sherry, do you like Tang? It's a drink of the astronaut, so of course. So no, then you don't actually like Tang. <laughs> I, I used to like Tang when I was a kid. I haven't had it in 30-something years, so. I, you know what? I'm, are, are you ready to have your mind just blown? Yes. I've never had Tang. <gasps> you never had Tang? No. Really? Not even never. when you were little? No, when, when I was little, we just had Kool-Aid. Yeah, you know what? I think it was probably more popular when I was younger because we're about ten years apart, or something like that. And I, mean, and I think it was probably more more popular when I was a kid. I've always known what it was. Right. I've Everybody never had it. it yeah. So um, so you send us some tang, and we'll do the tang <gasps> test taste test on the show. So there you go. Uh, Marilyn Wilomowski writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, do you believe zipper merging is the best and proper way to merge when a traffic lane ends?" Um, so I've, I think I've actually talked about this on the show before, just in passing. So a zipper merging is the best and proper way to do it, but nobody will because they're just selfish cucks. Just every yeah. one of them, they they won't do it. Always some bubba with a "Don't tread on me" and. Mm -hmm. An American flag. 
but can't seem to figure it out. Well, it's it's like the you know it's like the crabs trying to get out of the bucket that that there's <laughs> there's going to be some people who at least know what zipper merging is, but they're also thinking, but that other guy won't do it, so I'm right. not going to do it, and then yeah. it all falls apart. Like society. Like this show, really. <laughs> this show is we 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 knew to zipper merge, but we just didn't. <laughs> We took a left turn at racism in the beginning, and it's all downhill yeah. from there. It's well, that that's in my defense. <laughs> in my defense, it's because I'm the scorpion and scorpion and the frog. It's just my nature. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, "Dear Alan and Sherry, are the Texas Democrats unsure about their status, or are they positive?" Wah, wah. So that was another thing that I actually got all the stuff together for to do a whole segment on the Texas Democrats fleeing the state to avoid the vote. And I ended up throwing the whole thing out because fuck them. That's why. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? That's like, I, I like, I'm not saying that there's not a big difference between Texas and California, but I care just as little about what happens in Texas as I do right. what happens in California. Yeah. They should build a wall. God, they should. <laughs> they they <laughs> the great they collectivist mm-hmm. uh md culp writes dear alan and sherry with college football only a month out okay so dear alan not dear sherry. alan yeah, exactly. yeah with college football only a month out are the balls over or under three wins this upcoming season bonus does memphis currently have the best college football team in the state of tennessee uh, um <laughs> how your answer is just uh. <laughs> Um, you know what? It's going to be lean times again, I'm afraid, for the Big Orange. No, you don't say. <laughs> I swear to God, if if they're just going to hire people for like five or ten million dollars just to win two or three games tops and fire them, do uh -huh. me next. Right. No, do no me kidding. next. I'll hey, do it. You all be, be as good as any of the other jokers they've hired. So there you for go. I mean, so first of all, just yes. Yes. And second, I will hire you as my defensive coordinator. I like that idea. All right. Uh, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, is it easier to scale a brim or a catfish? He's testing us. So catfish don't have scales. Right. So. Southern. But that, but this is still a kind of, so this is actually a double trick question because not only do catfish not have scales, but if catfish don't even have scales, does that mean that by default it's easier to scale a brim because they have scales to, I, I, I think or that's correct. that they're the hardest ones because catfish have already been scaled? You skin a catfish like you would skin a cat. Maybe that's the answer. And you scale a brim. And I and I also don't want to eat a brim, but catfish is good eating. Catfish is damn good eating, son. Yeah. That's right. So, so if you send us catfish <laughs> and tang, Ooh. hey, now we're uh, throw some pintos and some cornbread in there, and we're gonna have us a meal. <laughs> I just I gotta tell you, I'm so disappointed that tonight's show is gonna be like so deep and philosophical, and we're already like halfway through. Mm. This is really bad. Sorry. Um, by this, <laughs> by this is really bad. I'm, 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 th see, this is me doing like Kevin K from the YouTube comments. Uh, I'm, I'm making a, a backhanded comment to my producer saying that she's done a terrible job of keeping yes. the show on track. It's all my fault. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
That's whatever happened to Blake. <laughs> he, he ran off with some goats. You know, somebody actually asked me last week for real whatever happened to Blake, and I actually I told him Blake died. That is real. I told him Blake died, and I said no more about it, and I'm not sure if they thought I was joking or not. <laughs> and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna say anything else. Yeah, just just let it hang. Eventually, Blake will pop back up in the chat and say what's been going on, and people will be like, "Oh, it's Blake. She's alive." Resurrection. Yeah, yeah. He, Blake. Blake always had a little bit of a Jesus thing going on. I think. Yeah, sorry. Well, he's German. I mean, he's like Aryan German. He's oh, got like the blonde oh. hair, blue eye. Oh, is this where we're going now? <laughs> I, I, it, could, it could be. I don't know. It's getting deep, um, man. Dan Roberts writes, dear, this is goddamn. <laughs> this is bad, y'all. Dan Roberts writes, dear Alan and Sherry, why are we all so autistic? <laughs> Dan, my answer to you is, is who's who's we? <laughs> I think you know. I think you know. We. we. Uh, and, and finally, Rachel Watson Kennerly writes, Dear Alan and the best producer in fake late night shows. I tell you what, Rachel, have have, have you and Rachel had some kind of a falling out? No, I know she's coming at me. Last thing I knew, she was sending me pictures of tomatoes, and now she's coming for me. Maybe that was some type of code for. I'm gonna kill you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, sure. Uh, what sort of slave labor would you have the Uyghur Muslims perform? Wow. Now, wow. R Rachel is like prophetic because here you were in the monologue <laughs> saying, "Let's talk about what we will have our slaves do," and Rachel, sure enough, really wants to know. Right. Like, I mean. Yeah, maybe there's a reason she hates me. I need to do some self-reflection here. <laughs> what sort nice of slave thing. labor would you have Uyghur Muslims perform? I would have them cure bacon. Ooh, that's better than making sugar. <laughs> we already know my answer. Thank you. So <laughs> just for people keeping track at home, we just went over the 30-minute mark on the show. This segment's supposed to be done in like 22 minutes. <laughs> So for the people who were really looking forward to this week's show because Alan was going to go on like this big, long philosophical rant thing, eight, min of a, eight minutes of it's already out. Just be more efficient, Alan. Yes. <laughs> Dan writes, why? Who we? Then Rachel writes, slaves? Yes. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be back to talk about the scary S word right after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Guys, welcome back to the show. Our, our first topic for today, really our only topic for the day, because the show's just gone to shit already. So the Not only racism, topic for today, yeah. Slaves? Yes. Um, <laughs> speaking of slaves, look at this picture right here. Shock poll. Two and three Southern Republicans Ooh. want to secede from the United States. Yikes. Now, that would have been more appropriate if it was Southern Democrats. 
Right, exactly. Than Southern Republicans. <laughs> but nevertheless, shock poll two and three Southern Republicans want to secede from the United States. Now, this is very interesting. I'm going to read a little bit of this article. A shocking YouGov poll found that 66% of Republicans in Southern states want to secede from the United States. The survey was provided in conjunction with Brightline Watch. Now, the way they did this survey, if you're like, well, how did they come up with that number? So they, they broke the country down into different several different regions, and they provided that knowledge up front to the people that took the survey. And they found out what political leaning are you, this is what region you would theoretically be in if the country were broken up into smaller parts, would you want to secede into this region, yes or no? And so, so for people at home to understand what we're talking about, here's the regions right here. Um, so you've got the Pacific region, uh, West Coast plus Hawaii and Alaska. Uh, then you have mountain and then you have the south, but it's not just like the old confederacy. You're also, you've also got, um, you know, yeah, you've, well, you, you do have Tennessee, but Tennessee was a part of the old confederacy. Yeah. Mostly. But, uh, I mean, Texas sort of kind of was, mm -hmm. I mean, you've also got Oklahoma, Arkansas, um, you know, Virginia still counts to be in the south according to their polling, but I mean, mm -hmm. modern Virginia is nothing like you know, yeah. 19th century Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the heartland, uh, which also includes your upper Midwest, uh, Rust Belt states and the like. And then you have the Northeast. Um, and then they go on to talk about how, so knowing what region you would theoretically be in, do you favor secession? Yes or no? And check out the map right here. So this is the map of all the regions broken apart and it has it broken down into Republican, Democrat, and independents, and what percentage of those different groups, and then what percentage of the total amount of people in each region would say, yes, I, I would favor secession into this region. Now, that's a hell of a graphic right there. And yeah. now, now, the headline that kind of draws in the viewers was that headline of two-thirds of Republican Southerners want to secede. And, and that's true in the sense of it was indeed 66% of Republicans polled in that region said, I would favor secession. And that was the highest percentage of any particular group in any particular fantasy seceding region. But what really jumps out for me at that graphic right there is, look, none of these, none of these numbers were close to zero. Right. None not of Not even. Not yeah, even not close. even. I mean, I mean, what's the smallest amount? Democrats in the, or no, there's, so, so Democrats in the heartland are 19%. Yeah, 17 in, in the mountain. Yeah, so, so, I mean, but still close to one in five mm. in, of, of the most politically disenfranchised still favor secession. Yeah. Now, now, first of all, when someone says to me, oh, did you know two-thirds want this? I'd say, those, those are rookie numbers. we got to get those numbers up. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so, so anyway, and we can go ahead and kill that map. But the funny thing was is that if you look at, if you look at just the whole country with, with the knowledge given up front that these, this is what the country would be – it's not just going to be left and right. It's going to be mm -hmm. broken up into several different regions. None of those numbers are close to zero. I mean, at a minimum, you have areas where it's one out of five, but for a lot of places, it's a third or more. And and even though they really talked about Republicans in the South, you look at Democrats on the West Coast, they're close to 50, close to 50%, close to half. Yeah. Um, independents nationwide are a third or up or better, uh, is as high as 50% in certain regions. And so 
the reason why I really wanted to get into that is, is that secession as it pertains to, you know, the establishment and the, the schools, which is the establishment and the corporate media, which is the establishment and mm -hmm. big tech, you know, the word secession is still a boogie word. Like that's right. a, that word is just synonymous to those groups with, with racism and oppression and, and the fall of democracy and yada, 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 yada. The, all the, all the typical BS you learn in school, they, people immediately think of Confederacy, civil war on and on. But despite that having been drummed into people's heads in the schools and elsewhere for generations, I mean, nationwide, it's, it's damn close to about 40% of people nationwide. When you think of, of the Democrats in areas that are heavily blue, as well as Republicans in areas that are heavily red and independents everywhere, it ends up being dang near 40% of everyone nationwide is thinking, maybe we should break this thing up. I like it. I mean, <sighs> I kind of like it too. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to lie. And so the really, when, when I, when I look at that, the reason I wanted to talk about this was a little bit is that, you know, okay. So more people, more people are looking more favorably at secession, at political divorce, uh, despite it having be the narrative being contrary to that in the mainstream for, I mean, to, to say over a century, I don't think is an yeah. exaggeration. I really don't. Um, but we should welcome it. And it's not, the reason why I thought that particular poll was really interesting was because they had those different regions broke up. And, and, and I don't really feel like getting into the nuances of different regions or whatever, because it's not about, it's not about the result of the, of the breakup being perfect. Mm. It's about it being preferable to what we have now. Um, and when you think of keeping everyone together in one unit, and that means by force, that inevitably <clears throat> means leading to violence because you have people in this country that have, have irreconcilable differences. Um, and also, by the way, for the people out there that think, well, it's a non-starter to even talk about because they, you know, the, the great they, as we talked about in the last segment, yeah. they wouldn't allow it. You know, they being the, the feds, the establishment, they would not even entertain this conversation because, you know, implied is or else. If you mm -hmm. tried to do this, then they would come after you. I just got to tell you that I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way. I'm not saying that I deny that. What I'm saying is, is that if if they are using the threat of violence to dissuade people from even having this conversation, that's not a reason to stay together. That's, that's just that much more right. reason to break up. <laughs> exactly. You know, when, when your abusive spouse says, if you leave me, I'll kill you. That doesn't mean stick around. <laughs> right. That means actually flee. <laughs> that's right. what that means. Probably time to go. <laughs> but when I was, that was basically what I had prepared for a segment. And I thought that we could sit here and talk about secession. We could talk about our perspective. We could talk about, you know, kind of the old South and different things. But I thought, you know, we've kind of, we've discussed that, those types of things before. I think, I think the first time I was ever interviewed on a podcast was when I was on the Sherry Voluntary Show. And we talked about exactly that topic. I, I think you, you might, you might be correct there, Alan. Yeah. And, and so instead of that, it's, I, I wanted to kind of segue into a different 
sort of topic. And, and that was something I was beating around with a, a friend of mine. Cause that's what we do. We, we beat, we beat around together. Um, yeah. Together, <laughs> but, 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 but back to back. Um, <laughs> Don't cross the streams. And, and it, and it got me something that I, a concept I was playing around with was there's this natural antagonism between similar people in, in ideological groups who draw their lines in the sand in different places. Mm, yeah. And, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example, a, a, a very modern day example is, you know, we're, we're com- we're in the era of COVID. I th- I'm hoping the era of, co- era of COVID is coming to an end, mm-hmm. but you we're, we're coming fresh in our minds, our mask mandates and lockdowns and all this crap. And I've made it a point to tell people multiple times on different programs on social media that I never once wore a mask. I never once did. And I still, and I, ne- and I never will. And that's, I'm not just saying that as some type of a brag. Oh, look at me. I'm the real libertarian. Cause I didn't wear a face diaper. I mean, okay. It is, it is a little bit that, but, but it's not just, it's, it's more than what I'm saying is, is that that's where I drew my line in the sand. I had said, I'm not going to do this thing and I'm going to be willing to face the repercussions. I'm not even going to say necessarily consequences because to me, consequences carries with it authority and they don't have that authority over me. I don't, I don't grant them that authority over me, but I would face the repercussions. And I did because while there may not, I may not have ever been pulled over and arrested or anything. Um, I definitely had a harder life. I, I couldn't go certain places and couldn't do certain things because I just was not going to subject myself to that. But I also, but I know that there, so there's people like, there's people that draw their line in the sand right there. And then there's other people that would say, well, you know, I, I got to do what I got to do to get by. It's not, you know, I'm just weighing the cost benefit. Right. And I'm saying, it's just not worth it to me mm-hmm. to draw a line right there. Right. And then and, and by the way, I don't want to get sidetracked by the Rona because it's not about the Rona. It's about right. having having a different point where you draw your line. And But what can happen then is that you can then have these different people who drew their lines in different places that are ideologically identical. These are the same type of people who have the same beliefs and value systems. But all of a sudden, they, they become naturally antagonistic towards one another. So group A is kind of looking down their nose at group B saying... You know, here we are standing up and you're not joining us. You're weak. You're a coward. You're, mm. you're one. If you're not with us, you're against us, you know, that right. sort of thing. And then you can have group B firing in return that, well, what good are you doing? What, what is that going to accomplish? It's going to accomplish nothing. Uh, we're not, we're not going to be in a free society because you've decided to make this stand right here. All you're doing, all you're doing is just breaking our numbers up into an even smaller group. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're even less politically relevant than we were the day before. And I'm not even necessarily here to stake my claim on which one of those particular angles I agree with more than the other, because I feel like d- deciding on where where you side on that, it could be it, it depends on whichever particular example you're giving. I gave the example of whether or not you're going to wear a mask. But it, I mean, it, you, you could apply that to any number of acts of tyranny or oppression that have happened in, in our lifetimes and say, okay, did you draw the line there? No. Okay. What was the next thing? What was the next thing? What was the next mm-hmm. thing? Um, 
And so, ironically enough, our religious friend that I had referenced earlier, he was he had used the he had given me the analogy of well, you know that in in Christian circles, there's there's kind of the tongue in cheek joke of you can have you can have a religious organization where all of these people are of the same faith and they all believe by and large the same things, and yet they can argue over something like did Adam have a belly button, right, <laughs> and and that. And, and people can have such deeply held opinions on that on that particular issue that all of a sudden the ones, you know, the, the, that particular organization can have the official position of um, he didn't. And then the ones who say, no, he did, will end up leaving the church. Right. <laughs> and they'll go across the street and open a new church. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, like I'm not even trying to get into the, the, the tactical value of whether or not that breaking up was the right thing or wrong thing to do. It's it's more to say that that's but that's part that's part of irreconcilable differences. That's part of association and disassociation. It's that you can you can agree still on ninety nine percent of things, but if you take that concept of secession that we were just applying to you know the American Empire, the biggest government in the history of the world and breaking it down into just more than one piece, you can, you can continue to bring that down and bring it down further and further and further. And you can get more and more local and you can apply that to different communities and different, or like in this case, a religious organization. And it, it makes me think that this is a, I'm, I'm not gonna play the Ron Paul meme of this is an idea whose time has come, but it's definitely a lot more in the conversation, I think. Mm. than it has been perhaps in our lifetimes at least yeah seriously yeah so so on that note um we're going to take a quick break and i'm and when we come back i'm going to flesh that out a little bit more and talk about um the difference between taking over and breaking away so we're going to talk about that right after this commercial break If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. It's it's the half a second delay that makes it endearing. (laughs) I just want you to know that. It's absolutely correct on my end. Just okay. so you- all right. All right. All right. So anyway, welcome back to the show, guys. So we're, we're talking about that scary S word, secession. And where, where we're at in the conversation, because I'm just sort of like, this is just a stream of consciousness episode for, for our friends and our fans out there that said, you know, Alan, I really like it when you just, just, just talk about stuff and things. And so that's what we're doing tonight. Mm. Um. <clears throat> When you're talking about political decentralization, when you're talking about secession, when you're talking about association and disassociation, you, it's important to distinguish the difference between people who are fighting to take over versus people who are fighting to break away. Because those are very different things, and I think often they're very different morally and ethically. Um, so... 
case in point, if you if you are participating in the modern political climate and you're playing the numbers game, you're you're playing that collectivist because politics is a zero sum game. Mm. Our, our, this political system is not designed in such a way that if you if you put on a good face and knock on a few doors and get five percent of the vote, that just means you that just means zero. That's all that means. You either you either get fifty one percent or you're zero. That's it. Um, and so the people who play that game, no matter what kind of good intentions they may have, at the end of the day, they're not fighting to break away. They're fighting to take over. Now, they might have all sorts of ideas of how they can do things better. They, they, they might, in their heart of hearts, j- truly believe that if they could just get the one ring, then they'll destroy it. Mm-hmm. They'll be the ones. Right. They'll be the ones to destroy it. Lashes. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just reject that. I just absolutely reject that. So first of all, uh, history is pretty perfectly clear that that just never ends up being the case. Mm. It, you you either you either never win and the ones who do win who no matter from what odds they came from to usurp that power it never goes away right. it never never goes away and and i would dare say um pardon me for saying this but this is this is one of the this touches on the reasons why i don't support the lp i don't support any people who are involved politically i don't support the mises caucus i don't support any of that garbage because those people are not fighting to break away those people are fighting to take over and Mm. and so and so okay well what's the difference then what's the difference there's breaking away breaking away fighting for your right to disassociate to remove oneself from that collective that is what secession is and and again to kind of remind ourselves from earlier in the conversation is that when there's such strong differences that persist amongst a group of people that just cannot be reconciled then even if imperfect it's best on everyone's behalf to part ways that is that is the le- that is the most peaceful way that it can possibly be done mm-hmm. um so i guess what i want to kind of sort of wrap up with here tonight is is that we can we can have sharp disagreements on the value of where one line in the sand is drawn versus another but above that we should appreciate the right to break free which is secession but also known as self-determination yes i think self-determination is a has a much more positive connotation in modern or ancient lexicon i think self-determination is one of those foundational principles of this fairy tale america that people think of right but self-determination in in so much as there is a collective and someone wants to to reclaim his right to self-determination politically or otherwise that is seceding that is secession that's what that is yep um so to bring this full circle to Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when are you, when you were getting to that. All of this, all of this talk about secession can be brought down logically to the individual level. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of my friends was talking about, I, I don't know how the conversation came up, but it, it got to talking about how, it, how obviously the Nazis were terrible, and, but the communists are terrible. Mm -hmm. But in the mainstream, Nazis are seen as the ultimate baddies. Right. I, like, I, no one can deny that. They're mm -hmm. always seen as the ultimate baddies of just modern Amer human history. Whereas, like, the communists or the Soviet Union or, or all communists of the 20th century and beyond are not seen in the same just objectively evil light. We do. We see them that way. Right. But, but in the mainstream, they're not seen that way in quite the way that the Third Reich is, that fascists are. But that's, that's so weird to me because, in a way, it's... And I and I know that there's people that would be like, well, the the Nazis were socialists and blah blah. And and I'm and I'm not saying I disagree with that, but what I am saying is is that but the Nazis were nationalists, and but and and that's terrible. The Nazis, I I, I feel like we shouldn't have to sit down and list all the reasons why we think Nazis are bad, <laughs> right? Um, and Hitler was wrong, but but beyond that. They were nationalists, and 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 their being nationalists, they absolutely they had an in group that they believed to be superior, mm -hmm. and then they would do things, sometimes things that you could identify really as masochistic in nature. Sometimes they would do things that would hurt their own liberty and prosperity in order just to maintain the in at least in their minds to maintain right. the in group, and that's what nationalists do. But the communists were really universalists. They were, they were that next layer of the onion above the nationalists. And the main difference between the Nazis and the communists were the Nazis were nationalists and all the things that go into that. But the communists were universalists and they truly believed that we're, we're, everyone is a part of the whole. And that, and you're, you're not agreeing with that assessment just means there's something wrong with you. You're defective mm -hmm. if you don't believe that. And, and what's more, they, they believe that you belong to them, whether you identify as part of their group or not. They, they believe your labor belongs to them, but perhaps more nefariously than any of that, they believe your children belong to them. Yes. And, and that's why they're even worse than the nationalist fascists. And so that the answer, whether you find yourself in one of those types of regimes or you, or you break it all the way down to the bottom and you just don't want to associate with another member of your church, secession is a hill worth dying on. Amen. You know, Britney Spears could definitely use some of that. Yeah. I, I actually saw somebody commented recently that why doesn't she just run away like <laughs> right like she's, she could just disappear into a crowd uh-huh yeah she could flee and there would be all these people that would help her you know and, <sighs> and and but i mean and and that's funny but the answer is is that she's trying to save her damn kids too right yeah and that's why that's why she can't so um boy i bet you didn't think in the first minute of tonight's show that we were going to go from slavery to free Britney Spears, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. I bet you didn't think, if all you knew about secession was what you read in third grade, I bet you didn't think that we were going to go from racist to secession to, but this right. is the way. I mean, you talk to some people and they would say 
that secession and racism go hand in hand. So I know, but go. we're using <laughs> but we're using secession to fight against those things. That's right. Not support them. Exactly. Well, we managed to do it, Sherry. Yay! We, we got all of a few minutes left to get through the finale, so we better go do that. All right. We're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this break. Hi, guys. It's Alan here, and I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness all-natural products from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, remember, we're now on Odyssey. That's odyssey.com at TV. Don't just complain about not having a free speech platform. Go out and support one. It's odyssey.com at TV. As well as, if you'd rather listen than watch, and I just, I can't, I can't even believe you. You're missing the memes, folks. But if you'd rather yeah. binge listen than watch, you can go to Anchor FM, all your favorite podcasting platforms of choice. That's anchor.fm slash TV. Cherry, do you have a final thought? Uh, don't get slaves. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't, don't. <laughs> don't bother you, slaves. <laughs> just don't bother. Well, yeah, if they're, if they are slaves, just leave them alone. <laughs> just there. Look, maybe not that. Maybe not. Like that. they've, they've got a job to do. You're just getting in the way. <laughs> Ooh. Boy, yeah. I'll tell you what, when postcards comes back, people won't be surprised at this at all. <laughs> They'll just... This is just what these people do. Par for the course. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. And we will see you next week.